T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Whitey Gleason, Larry Kruger in today on this glorious, glorious Friday. I guess it's not the most glorious Friday to be a Kings fan, Lair, but, uh, you know, there's still hope. You got a homestand here. At some point, Steph's going to be coming you back. You said Kings. I'm going to grab it You said here, Kings. You meant Warriors. Did I really say Kings? Yeah, you said oh, Kings. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Warriors. <laughs> I definitely meant that. Uh, my apologies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, my, it may be a good time to be a Kings it fan, is, It is, it is. Sabonis had a triple-double last night. Yeah. Uh, no, but you're right. I mean, Steph's not coming back on the homestand, and... Um, you know, when he does come back, is there enough time for them to regroup? The one thing that's clear is that when you don't have Steph and you don't have Wiggins, I kind of think this team goes as Jordan Poole goes, and Jordan Poole didn't go last right, night. Right. And I don't, I, the one thing I don't understand about Jordan Poole, why are you shooting so many perimeter shots when the shot's not falling? He was three of 13 last night, two of seven, I think, from beyond the arc. Um, his three-point shooting percentage is down. Mm-hmm. His free-throw shooting percentage is down. This guy, to me, Whitey, is so much more dynamic when he's putting it on the deck and attacking the rim. And I just would like to see him do more of it. I mean, don't settle for outside shots. Attack the rim a little bit more. Um, and, and, you know... I don't know. I'm gonna ask her about it because I, I it's it's one of those questions I'd love to know. Has Steve said to him, "Hey, man, the shots aren't falling. Attack the front of the rim." Yeah, we'll talk to Steve Kerr today at five. Jordan Poole to me, and I could be totally wrong. I was wrong about him when he was a rookie, Larry. I don't know about you, but I saw that guy as a rookie, and I thought he's not an NBA player. And he worked his tail off. Yeah. Obviously, he's an NBA player, got a huge contract. But I just think he's very mercurial. He's very inconsistent. And I know Steiny says, well, he's a young player. And that's true. But this is his fourth year. And I suspect he's always going to be kind of up and down, kind of streaky, as some guys are. And when Steph's out and you're relying on a guy like that, you know, you never know what you're going to get. You're going to get a, a hot streak like he had last night, second quarter. Then you're going to get him falling down. So He's a turnstile uh, on defense. I mean, he really just, is. Yeah. He doesn't stay in front I of anybody. turnstiles are probably better defensively <laughs> than him, but I agree I mean, with you. Have you ever seen a guy who's got this kind of quickness off the bounce on the offensive end of the floor, but no lateral agility on the defensive end of the floor. He cannot keep his body in front of anybody. J.D. and I talk about that a lot on uh, Warriors this week, and we're back tomorrow morning. But yeah, isn't it? He's so quick. And yet, if he's guarding somebody, what happened? Where did the quickness go? 888-957-9570. Stock to Zach and Martinez on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Zach, you're on with Larry and Whitey. What's up? Hey guys, hey. thanks for having me on. Yeah, big fan of the show. Um, so I just wanted to kind of talk to your point about before you guys went to break about the Warriors and their expectations. So I'm actually a big Tampa Bay Buccaneer fan and also a big Warrior fan. 
And to me, the Warriors are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers of this year. They have the Tom Brady effect, which I think is the same effect that kind of the big three have, which is you can't always count them out. And I think that same thing. They're just older. They're just slower. The supporting cast just isn't there this year. So I expect them to limp into the playoffs and just not do too much. Pretty similar to what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did. So that's my take. Thanks, Zach. Uh, I, you know, I mean, who knows how they actually feel, but to me, it just seems like they're losing their belief that they're going to flip a switch. I mean, you get I'll bet to a, you won't ask her that. <laughs> I'll bet yeah. you don't have the guts. I bet you I do. All right. I bet we'll you say, I do. Steve Kerr at five. Uh, yeah, we'll see. Just tune in at five. See if I ask that question. Uh, no, but, uh, I mean, there's, it's, it's, we're getting almost, almost March and they're sub 500. So, what, do they have a, a switch, a switch to, to flip? I mean, I don't know. To me, you know, it's easy to say, well, you are who you are. But this team's got championship pedigree. Or I shouldn't say that because there are guys on this team that have championship pedigree. Never underestimate the heart of a champion. Yeah, I mean, you know, I heard, was listening to Steiny and Guru driving in. And Steiny's like, this team won a title last year. And, and really, this team didn't win a title last year. You know, the, it was a different team that won a title last year. It was a younger team. It was a deeper team. It was a better team. Uh, it was a team that started off really hot, then flushed the, the Phoenix Suns in Phoenix on Christmas Day and kind of didn't And then they won at Utah on New Year's Day a week later. And yeah, exactly. Right. And, then, and then so a lot of the anecdotal, you know, middle of the season stuff or late in the season stuff, like when they've struggled, um, you know, in the springtime, in the regular season, you didn't think much of it because you had seen them at the beginning of the year rampage. And then you saw them step it up on Christmas. This year, I mean, they had a they had a, a nice win against Boston. They had a nice win against Memphis. They've had a couple statement wins, but in reality, this is who they are. This hugely inconsistent team that doesn't play very connected defensively away from Oracle. I'll tell you, or away from Chase, I should say. Yeah, pardon me. I think one of their most fundamental issues is right now. I'll tell you in just a minute. I'd love to know what you think of this. First, here's Steve Kerr. To the point you just raised, this year's team is not last year's team, and Steve Kerr will be the first to admit that. We're a very different team. different, Totally different teams. I wouldn't compare this team to teams in the past. We are our own team, and so we have to form our own identity. And unfortunately, we're you know struggling with the same issues. The fouling was another huge factor tonight. We're sending them to the line over and over again. And I thought we had some distress jointed offensive possessions, you know, some turnovers, some difficult shots that were basically shot turnovers. And there were several key stretches where we had a chance, we had gotten ourselves back in the game, and then we just couldn't put it together, couldn't connect the game and, and make a run. And so that's, it's all right there for us on tape, and we'll show them, we'll keep coaching and keep trying to get better. If the Warriors are a past Warriors team, as Steve Cruz says, no, different team, they're not last year's team. They are, as Anthony Slater said today on the morning show, on the morning roast, they're the playing your team. That's who this team is. If they're any past Warrior team, they're that team that got into the playing and got bounced in two games. That's the the team that this team really resembles. Yeah, I, I think this team's probably better. Actually, I hope so, but I'm <laughs> not sure. Well, I'll see what's the most frustrating part for me, and I don't know if other Warrior fans feel the same way. But if you had told me on opening night that we would be looking at the standings on the 24th of February, and the four, and the uh, Warriors would be basically hovering at the 500 mark, I would I would have said to you, my first reaction 
would have been like, okay, that's fine. Because you know what I mean? You know what that tells me? That tells me that Wiseman and Kuminga and Moody have been getting lots of time, lots of minutes, lots of development, and there was a price to be paid in the standings for developing the youngsters. But instead, you're sitting at 500, and you didn't develop Wiseman. He's in Detroit. And you really haven't developed Moses Moody. I don't know what Steve Kerr's plan is with Moses Moody. I mean, I'd like to know. I mean, either put him in Santa Cruz, play him, but just... He's, I, I've, I've been I've been baffled by Kerr's rotations all year, and then he's, he's throwing out Ty Jerome. Ty Jerome had a good statistical game last night. He was horrible on the defensive end. He's and, not a good defender. I think he's a good player for him, but I don't disagree. And Lamb, I mean, he's just limited, but he's played well for him. And Jerome and Lamb don't have great net ratings, and yet those guys have played over the young guys. The young guys haven't really developed. The other guy, I mean. Patrick Baldwin Jr. is the son of a coach. He's got a really high basketball IQ. I I think he's been very impressive um, in the tiny little you know bits that we've seen him. Where's the? I mean, we're in, we're almost in March. They haven't been able to cultivate a rotation spot for a guy who's six ten with that kind of skill and that kind of basketball IQ. He can sure shoot. I I, I got to question that. I'm and I got to question. You know, um, the Warriors hired a couple of developmental coaches, and they their mindset this year was like five o'clock at night. We're going to develop all these guys. Seven o'clock at night. We're going to contend for victories. And neither is happening. I haven't seen the the young guys develop, and they're not winning at seven o'clock so I, I you know I look at the sheer and I go well they're 500 but they're 500 you know playing two-way guys over there de- over developing their kids and now they've moved off a of Wiseman it's just been a very it's been a very frustrating year to watch sure it has been that's another thing I wanted to ask people 888-957-9570 to this point a lot of Warrior fans are frustrated what has frustrated you the most? What aspect of this season has frustrated you the most? I'm sure a lot of people would point to what you pointed to, Larry. To me, I think the reason Steve Kerr plays guys like Jerome and Lamb more than some of the younger players is because they're trying to win. They've still been trying to win. Maybe that changes at some point in the next few weeks. Maybe the priorities shift a little. Maybe not. But with Jerome and Lamb, for the most part, you know what you're probably going to get. Uh, and they've been up and down. Last night, Lamb, you're right, he didn't shoot well. But he's had a lot of good games. I think if you're looking at it from Coach Kerr's standpoint, I know what the floor is for those guys. But for some of the younger guys, and, you know, Kaminga's worked his way into the rotation. But, like, for Wiseman and Moody, I think the feeling is, I don't know what I'm going to get. And I can't, I can't just roll the dice on those guys. Maybe that's right. Maybe that's wrong. The problem with the younger guys, in my opinion, isn't that they haven't been developed. It's that they probably shouldn't have been drafted. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think that's the problem. Well, that's interesting. I mean, um, okay, first of all, the draft is set up for the worst teams to have the highest picks and the best teams to have the lowest picks. And they were one of the best teams with one of the highest picks. And it's kind of what the Niners are going through with Trey Lance. It's like, well, how do you prioritize development when you got a game tonight and you got to win it? Yeah. And, and, and you got a bunch of guys in the room who are men, who are committed, who don't care about your development. They want to win games and they want to win this year. And next year's not even promised, especially in the NFL. So it's a balancing act. I just think they've done a lousy job of balancing it. I mean, what would you, if you're one of these developmental coaches drawing a six-figure salary, I, if I were them, I would not feel very good. I wouldn't feel very no, good know. at all. I mean, I know. what the, did you develop? The, the, if you're Andre Iguodala, mm-hmm. you're on this team to do what? Is this a is this a six month golfing exp- expedition on off days, or is he there to develop Kuminga and Moody? And if he is, 
where's the development of Kaminga and Moody? And I, I, you know, I just, I just, they put a lot towards development this year and then didn't develop. And and I'm saying maybe it's not the coaches. Maybe it is. But you remember Hank Haney. Hank Haney's a pretty good teacher, right? Golf, golf guy, golf yeah. Tiger's old yeah. swing right. coach. Great, wouldn't you say? Probably a legendary teacher. Yeah. But when he <laughs> decided I'm going to fix uh, Charles Barkley's swing. He didn't, right? And that doesn't mean he was a bad teacher. So I'm wondering if they really had as much to work with, with uh, specifically Wiseman and Moody as we thought. I remember when Moody was drafted, I was in for Steiny, I think. So I was on with JD and with Dibs. And we were talking to somebody from a newspaper down there or the school. And they said, Moses Moody's great. Oh, you're going to love him. He's really smart. Doesn't have a lot of lateral quickness. And I thought, well, that's not good, right? He's, so, not, he's not an elite NBA yeah. athlete at, yeah. the, at the wing. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, he, to me, still on this team, if you're going to be playing Anthony Lamb, and I, I guess, I don't know. I mean, I, everybody, some people like Anthony Lamb. He I'm, can make shots. I'm not crazy about him, but I think that's it. He's he's shooting, what, isn't he at 38% from three-point line this year? And he's right. got a little size. But, I mean, what do you do? What, what's even the plan with these guys? How many more games can they play before they got to make a decision? Well, you probably have to make a decision on one or the other. Uh, and who would you rather one. have of the two? I'd probably rather have Jerome. And from talking to Steve, it sounds like he'd rather have Jerome. Yeah, the problem there is when Steph comes back, then you've got all these guards. And if you need somebody for, like, that's what Stan Van Gundy was saying last night, among other things. It's like he says it'll probably be a lamb because you need somebody in the front court. But I understand why people are so upset about the two-way players. Why are they playing so much? But I think for the most part, they've played pretty well. And the youngsters, look, Larry, you know it as well as I do, if not better. The plan this year was for the younger guys, all three of those guys, to all step up. It's like, how do we get better from last year? We've lost Porter. We lost Peyton. They brought him back. But the plan was these guys are going to step up and assume larger roles. And they just haven't done it. That's one of the reasons why this thing is either stalling or headed in the wrong direction. Yeah. And, and now you've divested yourself of Wiseman, and you didn't get a player back that can help you necessarily this year. And was that move about, you know, it got kind of sold as like, hey, man, we're, we got we to gotta try to maximize Steph and not waste his championship years. I almost got a feeling like that's like kind of a secondary deal to the savings. To me, it was a, to me, it was a $37 yeah. million dollar savings. They even had days to think about it, and they still opted to, you know, get rid of Wiseman. And it's like, you know what? And that was a. I mean, I don't care if you're the biggest Warrior fan that ever walked the earth. Anybody who who's at all um, unbiased can see that the Wiseman for GP two is just a colossal, colossal failure on the part of the Warrior organization. You were either wrong to draft James Wiseman, or you're wrong to get off him this early um, and sell so low on an asset. I mean, if I told you, man, I bought a Ferrari last year for two hundred grand and I drove it four times and I sold it this week for seventy five grand, you. Might might say something nice to my face, but as I walk away, you'd be like, he's a damn fool. Right. And, and that's how I kind of feel about the way they handled James Wiseman. They they got this asset. But he's not a Ferrari. I understand your point, but he's he, not he, a Ferrari. You paid a Ferrari price. He did. No question. Might as well be a Ferrari. Yeah. yeah. That, well, that, and, and, that was the, you know that's, that's not, where it went wrong. I'm not willing to, I'm not going to sit here and, and say that James Wiseman is going to be some terrible player because the Warriors got, you know, got out from underneath it. They couldn't develop him. Let's see what he does in Detroit. Okay. Let's, let's wait a couple years and find out. He had the I, I just saw his game last night. He had ten points. Uh, he had, he had, he had eight points, points ten boards. Yeah. Yeah. He was plus sixteen. He had three turnovers. He had a block. He played twenty three minutes. I mean, I bet you he winds up developing somewhat on Detroit. 
I hope you're right. I'm very skeptical, but you may be right. And, of course, the Warriors are very nervous about that prospect. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now, with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.